God's doing some great things. God's moving in the earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God's moving in the earth. And I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for God. I'm hungry for the move of God. I'm hungry to see families restored. Amen. I'm hungry to see children that their hearts are turned back to their parents. And they're, they're, I'm hungry to see the, the hearts of men and women be healed. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. Are there any hungry people here this morning? Ah, uh, you didn't hear me. Are there any hungry people here this morning? No, I don't. I think you all went to McDonald's this morning. Are there any hungry people here this morning? Hallelujah. You know what? Hungry people do, they do weird things. They make weird noises. Amen. I remember this brother from somewhere. That's because we went to Wrangler first year together. Oh, that's where it was. That's it, man. It's a small world. Um, I remember this brother from somewhere. Yes. But I, I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry for the Holy Ghost. I'm hungry for a move of God. I'm hungry for the things of God. And I know this church has been fed the word of God. I know this church has been for many, many years have been founded on the word of God. But you know something? We need the word and we need the spirit. And we need the word and we need the spirit. And when you begin to see the word and you begin to build your life on the word, then you begin to see the spirit of God move. You say, that's God. That's God right there. That's the spirit of God. And I'm telling you this morning, I I want you to take the brakes off. Amen. Okay. Take, take the pedal off the brake. I don't know this guy. I've never seen him before. He may be some crazy Mexican. (laughs) Well, I am crazy. I'm, I'm just crazy. I'm crazy for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'm just, I love him. He's healed me. He's delivered me. He's set me free. He's prospered me. He's brought me out. He's taken me through. He's given me life. Hallelujah. He's my redeemer. He's my strength giver. He's my Lord. Hallelujah. And he'll do the same for you. He'll do the same for you. You know, a lot of people say, well, you always see miracles and you always see miracles in third world nations. You always see miracles somewhere else, not in the United States. I'm telling you, God is not a respecter of nations. God is not a respecter of nations. According to your faith, may it be done unto you. And if you don't think God does miracles here, well, he won't. But if you believe, if you believe, if you can believe today, I believe today, people are going to be healed here today. I believe today as we speak, I believe the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I feel like I want to run for a little bit. I don't know about you, but this, this, this place is ready. Okay. Yes, sir. Amen. This place is ready. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if I'll even get to preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's doing great things. God's doing powerful things. God's doing, God's moving in the earth. God's moving in the earth. And, and we may think, you know, I'm, I'm living in Mexico, and brother and sister, in the last four, five years of Felipe Calderon's uh, presidency, there have been 40,000 dead. I mean, it, it, there's a, it, forget about Iraq, Afghanistan. There haven't been that many dead over there as there have been 
in the northern states right in our southern border. I'm talking about guys with machine guns, rocket-propelled grenade launchers. I'm talking about, you know, just bad stuff. But you know the power of God is still there. I'm telling you, we still have to travel the 200-mile stretch from Ciudad Victoria to Brownsville, Texas to get what we need to do, the things that we need to do. And we've encountered some things. We've been encountered some things on the road. But I tell you, God is a God of safety. Hallelujah. And God will always be with you. He promised to never leave you and to never forsake you. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll be with you to the end. Hallelujah. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And God's looking for a church. God's looking for a place where he can pour out his spirit. God is looking for a place where he can pour out his glory, where he can pour out his manifestation, manifested power. Please forgive me. I'm thinking in Spanish and going to English. Okay. So if I get, if I get stuck here, um, I don't preach in English very, very often. Okay. Uh, the brother said, would you need a table for books or tapes or something? I don't have any in English. <laughs> Sorry, you won't get to buy anything today. Hallelujah. I don't know, but I, I, just, I just feel like God's going to do something here. And you just... Raise your level of expectancy right now. Expect God to do something. I don't know where you're hurting. I don't know what you need. But I know that the God that I serve is able to do everything that you need. And abundantly more than what you even need. He always goes beyond. He always goes beyond. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you open your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. And you know, many times we've heard that the gospel is the good news and it is the good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. But the gospel is not just forgiveness of sins. The gospel is not just forget. And thank God for, for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the forgiveness of sins. Thank God that the gospel forgives my sins, that my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life, that I have been redeemed. But the gospel is not just, he, not just salvation. The gospel is healing. Hallelujah. The gospel is deliverance. The gospel is prosperity. The gospel is peace. Hallelujah. The gospel is everything that humanity will need is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but wherever you hurt, God can heal. Whatever's going on in your life, he has an answer for it. Whatever is happening, whatever is going on in your life, Jesus Christ is the answer for your life. You know, 
Hallelujah. We, we, we travel around Mexico and we, we just see just so many things, just so many different things. But we were in, in I was telling pastor, we were in Acapulco and my wife and I decided that because we were, we were in a service one day and you know, you services they they have an order and sometimes people well we're gonna we're gonna do this now and then we're gonna shut the service down and we're gonna end and and I got a word and the pastor was already praying the prayer to dismiss the service and he was my friend I could have gone up and interrupted but you know what I didn't and I told my wife and she had a witness of of the same word and and uh so after the service, this lady comes and she says, I have this condition. And it was the same condition that the Spirit of God had just showed me. And, you know, there's something, it's, it's much easier to work under the anointing than it is just by yourself. Praying under the anointing and praying by the guidance of the Holy Ghost is different than just because, you know, there's a need right there. But when you have direction, when you have direction from the Holy Ghost, when you have instruction from the Holy Ghost, it really, brother and sister, it makes it very easy for the church to, to work, for the pastor, for the minister, whoever it is to work. And that day, my wife and I decided we're never, we'll never, one, once again, we'll never keep quiet. We'll never take somebody's miracle home with us. We will never, we will never quiet or, or keep quiet what we hear the Spirit of God saying in a service. So I was in Acapulco, Guerrero, and we had had three, three glorious nights. We had kids that were being baptized with the Holy Ghost. They were having to carry them home. We were having the, just the Spirit of God was just touching. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, when, when God touches children, you know God's there. Because, I mean, some, some adults will say, oh, yeah, I feel it, I feel it. Yeah, You know? It's just like... Uh, I remember a story, Brother Hagen, he said he invited Keith Moore to go with him to do some filming in Oklahoma City. And he said, we'll pick you up. And so uh, some of you may not know, but Brother Hagen, he was a prankster. He liked to, to play some tricks on people. And so he, uh, he said, you know, Keith Moore, he was so happy that he had been invited by Brother Hagen. He just was praying and just, you know, he was going, you know, was, I'm going with the prophet. I'm going to go with him to Oklahoma City. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know what could happen and stuff. And he said, Brother Hagen was sitting in the back, back seat and, and Keith got in the front seat with the driver. And all of a sudden, Brother Hagen goes, whoa! He said, did you feel that? And he said, it was like everything stood still. And I was thinking, and, and he was trying to answer. I mean, it was just seconds. It just, and, and it was just like, he said, well, I didn't pray enough. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I didn't, I mean, and he said, no, sir, I didn't feel anything. He said, neither did I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a test. Yeah, it was a test. I mean, and I'm telling you that 
you know, there are sometimes when you won't feel anything, and there are sometimes when you'll feel something. Yeah. Amen. Right. There are sometimes when the power of God will come on you, and you cannot stand. You cannot stand. You cannot stand. You'll you'll just go under. Amen. You're like a sack of potatoes. What you? I mean, you'll you'll go down. But I'm telling you, it's not whether you go down or not. It's what God does in your heart. It's what the Spirit of God will do. Because while you're there sitting down this morning, there might be a condition. There might be something you've been on medication for there might be something you've been believing God for I'm telling you forget everything you've done and just put your trust in him forget every prayer you've prayed forget every word you've confessed forget everything clear your mind and say God I'm in your presence today I'm in your midst today and I'll receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and you know this we were ending this service and, and we, I was already giving, uh, I was telling the people, thank you for having come. And George, our praise and worship leader was about to sing the last song. And I hear the spirit of God said, there's somebody here with a stomach ulcer. And, and I, I remembered that word, that the commitment we had made my wife and I. And so I just asked, asked George to stop the music a little bit. And I said, there's somebody here. You have a stomach ulcer and God wants to heal you. And nobody came out. Nobody came forward. It was a long, narrow church, and nobody came forward. And I said, look, you know, I can miss it, but I would rather miss because I'm overzealous. I, could, I would rather miss something that I thought I heard from the Spirit of God than go home and take a miracle with me and somebody not be healed in this service today. I would rather go home and, and, and not take your miracle with me. And so I said, it could be one person, it could be 10 people. There was nobody coming out. And so when nobody came out, I finally just said, okay, um, Thank you for coming. And George sang the song. And I went off into a side room. And the pastor, as soon as I had sat down, I had just washed my hands. We were going to eat there. And the pastor comes and he says, Pastor, come back over here and listen to this. And there was a lady in the front in the podium. And she was testifying. And she said, when the pastor gave the word, when he said, there's a person here that has a stomach ulcer, she said, I knew I had to go up. I knew I had to come out and go up for prayer. But as I made my way, she said, I was way in the back. And as I made my way out of my aisle, she said, I felt something dislodge from my stomach and come out my, come up my throat. She said, and all I could do was run into the bathroom that was across the hall. She said, and when I did, she said, something came out of my mouth. She said, and I threw that thing up. She said, but I know I'm healed because I don't have that pain. I don't have that discomfort. I'm telling you, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I'm telling you, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The word of God, the power of God unto salvation. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, there are people, there are neighbors that are waiting for you to come pray for them. There are people around you that are hurting and there are people that are wanting you to just lay your hands on them. I'm here to, I'm here to charge you. I'm here to, te estoy retando. Okay. I'm trying to figure that one out. Okay. I'm here to challenge you. I got it. I got it. I'm here to challenge you today. 
<laughs> I'm here to challenge you today. There are neighbors that are hurting. There are friends that are hurting. There are people around you. There are work. There are people that are in your job sites. There are people that work in your offices that are hurting. And you have the answer. You have the answer. You have the healing. You have the deliverance for their life. And they're, and God's just expecting you. You're not the healer. You're not the provider. You're not the strength giver. You're just a vessel through which Jesus Christ can flow. And if you will allow him, God will move in your midst. God will begin to do things in your job site. God will begin to do things in your, your school. We've got kids in Ciudad Victoria. I was telling pastor about this yesterday. My daughter and some of the youth, they'll go out. Of course, Mexico is, is a little different, so you have, to, you have to incorporate for wherever you are. But there's, there's places where people gather here. And our kids will go to the main, main plaza downtown, and they'll take a guitar or two guitars, depending on how many you, and they'll just get to singing. And people will congregate just to see what's going on. And once they congregate, they've got a good group, then they quit singing and they just go each other just on a one-to-one basis. And my 16, Amy was 16 at that time. And she said, Dad, I had this lady and everybody took everybody else and the only one left was this lady and she was older. And, and I thought, well, she's older than I am. She's maybe three or four times older than I am and what can I do? And so she said, I just began to tell her, do you know that Jesus loves you? You know that he, he poured out his blood. See, people in Mexico, they know el Cordero de Dios que quita el pecado del mundo. They know the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. They hear that at church all the time. But they may hear it, but they don't know him. And so she proceeded to, to present Jesus to her. She proceeded to, to present Jesus and she said, ma'am, you can receive Jesus. You can receive forgiveness of sins today. You can receive Jesus Christ. Your name, you can have salvation. Your name can be written down in his book in heaven. And, and so he, she proceeded and to do a prayer, to make a prayer. And this lady prayed with her. And when the lady prayed, after she had prayed, she said, you know something? She said, I felt something. She said, I felt something. I felt, I've never felt this before. I'm telling you what she felt. She felt that new birth. She felt the presence of God. She felt the spirit of God. But I'm telling you, this is not, this is not somebody that went through Bible school already. This is not somebody that went through uh, beginner's classes. Or this is not somebody that took uh, this class or the other. This is just young people going out on the streets and just witnessing about Jesus Christ. But I'm telling you, if you will dare to open your mouth, God will put in it what you need to speak. God God will touch the lives of people. God will heal people around you. You know, just take opportunities. The gospel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. That power is in you. That power of God is inside of you. That power of God is waiting to be released out of you. And God needs vessels. God needs people. Is there somebody here that would say, Pastor, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray that God give me opportunities this week. I'm telling you, brother and sister, imagine if God just took one, one-tenth of all the hands that are raised and tomorrow you went out with that in mind and God give you opportunity because you know something? When you pray, God answers. 
And if you pray, God, give me, a, give me an opportunity, give me a place, give me a person that I can share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that I can hear, share healing, that I can share salvation. God, just put somebody in my path tomorrow. You know what? God will do that. God will do that. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Well, she came up and she testified. She said, that thing, I'm telling you, when, when God speaks, something happens. Amen. And I'm telling you, God's, God's speaking, brothers and sisters. God is speaking. He, he is speaking. God is speaking. God is speaking. He just needs somebody to hear. God's just wanting somebody to hear what he's saying and then go and act it out. Amen. And just go and do what he said. The power of God unto salvation. So you can be in your car driving. I was coming down the road there in Ciudad Victoria and we buy materials from a materials house for the building of our buildings. And I was going down the street just minding my own business. You know, many of the times that God will use you, it won't be in here. The majority of the times that God speaks to you, there will be some times that he'll speak to you in here. But the majority of the times that God speaks to you, you may be taking a shower. You may be getting ready for work. You may be in your car on your drive to work. You may be on your lunch hour. You may be somewhere and God will speak to you. And I was driving towards church. And as I was driving, I heard the Spirit of God say, stop in at Block Victoria. Oscar has been home for three months, hasn't come to work. He's depressed. I mean, I didn't know that. They don't even come to our church. See, brother and sister, it doesn't matter whether they come to your church or not. Okay, they don't, it doesn't matter whether they come to your church. Well, I'm not going to share with him. He doesn't come to my church. Just like one of my pastor friends, his, his, his father was a pastor and all his brothers are pastors. And he, one of his pastor brothers had gone to Houston, had left Mexico and gone to Houston. He was a bricklayer and he was working there in a company. And so there was a man that worked with him there and he was, he's a prankster. And so all the time, this guy, one day he goes on vacation to, to, to Disney World. And when he went, somebody out there shared Jesus Christ with him. And he came back to Houston and he told that, friend of uh, Moises, he told him, you know what? Something happened to me. He said, what happened to you on vacation? He said, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior. And Moises said, hallelujah. And that guy just looked at him and said, do you mean you're a Christian too? He said, oh, I've been a Christian all my life and you never shared Jesus with me. I had to go all the way to Disneyland to hear about Jesus. And you knew about Jesus. And he said, yeah, I wanted you to go to hell. That, I mean, he was pranky with him, but it was not funny. But you know something, brothers and sisters, when we keep quiet, that's exactly what we're doing. People are going to hell. People are, people are dying. Some people, it may be the last day. It may be the last day. And as I get to, to, I turned around my truck, I went into Oscar's business and I, and his wife was there at the front desk. And I said, Micaela, uh, I'm here to pray for Oscar. He said, he's not here. He's at home. He's been there for three months. He's depressed. I'm telling you, this guy has 
everything you need. He's got businesses. He has money. He has family. He has everything. And he's at home depressed. That's just like the devil, no? You have everything, and yet you're at home depressed. And so we went to his house. She said, will you go with me right now? And we went to his house, and I mean, he hadn't shaved. He was just in a dark room in his bedroom. He was just there. He was sitting. When we opened the door, I'm telling you, he was surprised to see. I mean, I, I'm not even his pastor. He was just, he knew me, but he was surprised to see me. And he said, uh, what are you doing? And I said, Oscar, God loves you so much. That as I was going by your business, as I was going right by your business, he said, stop and pray. Oscar has been in bed for three months. He's depressed and I'm here to pray for you. And I'm telling you, brother and sister, I got to share with him the word. I got to share with him the gospel. And his wife began, see, they're from very, very, very religious background. And their father and mother had, 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 um, um, they had threatened them if they, ever, if they ever came to our church, they would disown them financially. And Oscar's come several times, but his wife began to come to church and, and she comes to church now. But Oscar's been coming to church now. He's been coming because why? Because somebody, somebody listened to the Spirit of God. Say, say with me, I will listen to the Spirit of God. Just like this brother said, I listened to the Spirit of God this morning. Get up and go to church. And he got up and went to church. He's already listening to the Spirit of God. Amen? I mean, you listen to the Spirit of God. It could be, it could be take, your, take your neighbor uh, uh, just a plate of food. Take your neighbor a piece of pie. It's not the big things. God wants to use our lives. God wants to use each and every one of us. God wants to use your life. He wants to pour out his power. He wants to pour out his power upon you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be witnesses. Witnesses. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for witnesses. Amen. God's looking for people that'll say, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me. If you have to use somebody, Lord, if you need somebody, I'm telling you, God wants to use kids in their schools. God wants to use children in their schools. God wants to use people wherever they are. God's not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. The job to do the gospel is not just the pastor's job. It's each and every one of us. Everywhere we go, we are are transporters of that power of God. We carry that power of God. We carry the glory of God upon our life. And God wants to use your life wherever you have a sphere of influence. You know, there's places that pastor can't go that you can go. There's people that you know that pastor doesn't know or any other minister for that matter in in this place. There's people, brother, that you know and that uh, that, that you have an access to that other people do not have an access to. And I'm telling you, some people that are around us, they're living their last days. I was in Brownsville, Texas at my mom's house and I was washing my truck. I was... It had rained on the road from Ciudad Victoria to, to, to Texas, and it was so dirty. And so I got me a, a washcloth, and I got me a bucket and some soap, and I was cleaning the truck. 
And as I was cleaning the truck, as I was cleaning the truck, I saw my, my neighbor, Leon Garza, sitting across in a rocking chair. He's about 78 years old. And we have lived across from them. My parents have lived across from them since I was a little boy. But there was one, one thing that kept us separated. They practiced witchcraft. She was a hand reader. She was a card reader. She, was, she, she just practiced this. And so there were cars that arrived there all day and up into the hours of the night. They were there early. They were there late. They came in at all hours. And, and we just, you know, I knew the gospel. I knew the, 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 the word. And, and I knew to stay away. But, you know, that day, as I was cleaning my truck, the Spirit of God said, go over and tell Leon Garza he's been living a lie all his life, and he's at his last end of his days. I'm telling you, brother and sister, I did not want to go. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I did not want to go. I did not want to cross the street. I did not want to go and and confront this man. I did not want to go and tell him that what he's been doing has been a lie all his life. And I just, I mean, I just kept washing, you know, see if that would go away, (laughs) you know. But I'm telling you, when God speaks to you, he's not going away. He's not going to go away. It's just going to get stronger. That, that's just going to get stronger. That voice of the Spirit of God is just going to get stronger. God's voice is going to get stronger. And finally, I just put that rag, wrenched my hand, and I walked over across the street, and Leon was sitting in the, uh, he was sitting in the, the, the rocker, and I could hear a Christian radio station, by, a transistor radio that was at his feet, had a Christian radio station. Now, I know that Christian radio station always shares the gospel of salvation. Always. And so I thought, you know what? God, God's got this all set up. This guy's already been listening to the message. And I got over there and he said, me, Jerry, he said, you're going to live a long life. He said, you're going to live a long life. And he said, because he said, you honor your mother and father. And so I sat down next to him and I began to talk with him and I began to share the gospel with him. I began to share about Jesus. And I said, Leon, everything your wife and you do, you, you thought you were helping people, but you were driving them further and further from God. I said, it's the work of the devil. It is not of God. Fortune telling is not of God. Reading cards and tea leaves and all these things, they are not of God. They are not of God. They are of the devil. And I was, I was washing my truck. I said, over there. And God said, go over and speak to Leon Garza and tell him that what he has lived all of his life has been a farce, has been a lie. And I said, I'm here to tell you that the only truth is Jesus Christ and he will forgive you of your sins. He will wash you and forgive you of your sins. And I'm telling you that morning, he and I prayed the prayer and we prayed the prayer of salvation and there were tears coming down Leon Garza's face. And we, I said, Lord, thank you, Father, that we went into the enemy's camp. We went right into the enemy's camp, right into where the devil was destroying lives and we were able to pluck out a life from his hands. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I went home that afternoon. Ciudad Victoria is only 200 miles from Brownsville. We went back home that afternoon to Ciudad Victoria. The next morning, I had left some pending business with my father, and I called dad, and I said, dad, what happened with this? He said, well, first of all, let me tell you. He said, you know, Leon, he didn't know I had gone across the street. 
He didn't know that I had shared the gospel with Leon Garza. He didn't know I had gone over and crossed the street and, and shared salvation with him. And dad said, you know, this morning we found out that last night as Leon Garza went to bed sometime during the night, he said he died. I'm telling you, brother and sister, some people may have hours. Some people, they may have minutes. Some people may have hours to live. And when the Spirit of God will prompt you, when the Spirit of God will come, when the Spirit of God will come to you and will speak to you, will you be willing to leave your house? Will you be willing to leave the comfort of your house and cross the street and go and knock on somebody's door or go over to a fellow worker's office or cubicle and just say, I don't know what what you need, but I feel that you need something. And when you begin to speak to them, the Word of God will begin to touch their hearts and will open in their hearts and you will begin to share the gospel of the power of God unto salvation and people will be saved. Hallelujah. People will be delivered. People will be transferred. I'm telling you Leon Garza did not have 10 hours left. He didn't look sick sitting on the rocker. He didn't look like he was in pain. But the Spirit of God knew that he was hours away from hell. He was hours away from the doors of hell. He was hours away from the doors of hell. But if we will listen to the Spirit of God, if we will listen to the voice of the Spirit of God, if we will listen to God, He will guide you. He will guide you to people who need to know the message. He will guide you to people who are hurting. He will guide you to people who need deliverance. He will guide you to people who need instruction. He will guide you to people. God wants to use your life. God wants to use us. God wants to use this church. God wants, God has a destiny for this church. I've heard the pastor talk to me this weekend and he says, I know there is a destiny for this church. There is a destiny for this church. Yes, there is a destiny for this church. And it is that the power of God may be brought forth and salvation may be proclaimed in the streets of this city. Who will God use? Who will he use? Who will he use? Who will God use? Thank you, sir. Me, us, each and every one of us. God will use you. You're in places where other people cannot go. You're in, you're in situations where other people are not. And God wants to use you. Young people, God wants to use you. He wants to use you to deliver people. He wants to use you. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, a lot of times, you know, it's like we're praying and saying, God, give me the gifts of the Spirit. God, give me the gifts of the Spirit. God, let the gifts of the Spirit manifest. And we're praying right here in the church. And if God gave them to you here in the church, who would you use them? You know where God will give you the gifts of the Spirit? You know where God will give you the gifts of the Spirit? At Walmart. At Target. At the grocery store. At the checkout counter. God will give you the gifts of the Spirit at the checkout counter. 
God will give you the spirit, the gifts of the spirit in the parking lot. God will give you the gifts of the spirit. I'm telling you, you can be in a restaurant sitting down. We've been at restaurants sitting down, my wife and I, and the spirit of God has said, go over to that table and tell that woman that I have everything in control. And I'm telling you, there's a fear that comes on you because what if I miss it? What if she doesn't even, what if she's not going through anything? What if, you know, all of these, what if, what if, what if, you know, what if? And that what if is what kept you from going to do what God has told you to do. That what if, what if, what if, lose, what if, what if it's not true, what if it's not, no, I'm telling you, you know what, forget about what if and just launch forward, launch forward and go on and say, open your mouth because you're not the healer, you're not the deliverer, you're not the strength giver, you're not the savior, you're just a vessel and God is looking for vessels. God is looking for men and women that say, I'm here, Lord, use me. You know, that day that God gave us that word in that restaurant, I didn't go. I I sent my wife. (laughs) She did. She did. She walked over there. Man, that was a noisy restaurant. It was full of women. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's my wife. You couldn't hear. I mean, it was just, I mean, Mexican women, when they go to drink coffee and have breakfast, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you couldn't hear anything. And I'm telling you, over all that noise, I heard the Spirit of God say, go over to that table over there and tell that woman everything's going to be all right. And I said, Ernie, do me a favor. <laughs> She's my help me. She's supposed to help me. See, you can work as husband and wife as a team. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, turn the TV off and go visit somebody. Turn the TV off and go and visit a neighbor. You don't know what could happen. You don't know what could happen. I'm telling you, I'm going in a direction that I wasn't going to go this morning. But the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the gospel of salvation. And Ernie went over to that table and she said, could my husband come over, over here and give you a word? And so she signaled, she said, it's okay. I said, I thought you were going to tell her, you know, women, man. But she did. She went and opened the door and I went over there and I began to share with her. I said, I don't know what you're going through, but God said, it's going to be okay. He's got, he's in control. He'll take care of it. And she proceeded to tell us that her son had had a motorcycle accident and he was in the hospital and the doctor said he may not walk again. And that while he was in the hospital, his wife, his young wife came and took her wedding band off and laid it there on the side table and said, I'm too young to live with a person that's going to be immobile the rest of their life. Can you imagine the pain that mother was feeling? Can you imagine? 
brothers and sisters, let, let's pray that the Holy Ghost will make us sensible, will make us, que nos haga sensibles, that we'll be sensible, if that's the, the correct word, that we'll, that we'll be able to feel, that we'll be able to, to feel the, the feelings of others, that we, through the Spirit of God and the Spirit of compassion, that the Spirit of God, that the love of God will, will, will make us hear the heart the heart cries of people around us, the heart cries of people around us, that we can hear the heart cry of the people around us, that we can hear their problems, that we can hear their difficulties because we have an answer for it. We have an answer for their heart cry. We have an answer for their hurting pains. We have an answer. It is Jesus Christ. It is Jesus and his blood. He redeemed us from the curse. He redeemed us from sickness. He redeemed us from sin. He redeemed us from all hurt and pain. He took our sorrows. He took our infirmities. He took the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He took our brokenness. He took everything that we would have so that we could have life and life abundantly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What time do we end? Close by 1030. Okay. I'm almost ready to close. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I believe God's speaking to people. I believe God's been speaking to people this morning. You've got to go and talk to so-and-so. You've got to go and talk to so-and-so. You've got to go and pray for so-and-so. I believe with all my heart that God, the Spirit of God is dealing with hearts right now. The Spirit of God is dealing with people right now. You've got to go and do this. You've got to go and talk to somebody. Some of these people may have hours to live. Can I see your hand if the Spirit of God has been dealing with you about something like this? There's hands all over. And if you didn't hear anything today, you may tomorrow or this evening or as you go to work. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is real. The Spirit of God is real. The Spirit of God is real. The Spirit of God wants to, to, wants to deal with our lives. The Spirit of God wants to bring the, the power of God. God needs somebody in the earth to operate through. God needs somebody in the earth to be able to operate through. God needs somebody's hand to be able to lay the hand on the sick and they shall recover. God needs somebody on earth to open their mouth and to talk and to speak the, the word of God. God needs somebody on earth to use their natural ear and their spiritual ear to hear the voice of the spirit of God and to use their voice and to speak to humanity, to speak to men and women, to speak to children, to speak to people. Will we allow God to use us? Will you allow God to use you? Will you allow God to use you? Will you allow God to use you at work? Will you allow to God to use you at school? Will you allow God to use you in your neighborhood? Will you allow God to use you? If you will allow God, you'll step into another realm. You will step into another realm. You will step into another life. I'm telling you, God, there, there's, a, there's a minister that I, that I met. His name is David Remedios. David Remedios. He studied, he studied under 
uh, the great surgeon, heart surgeon De Blakey. And this brother was in the army. He was in, in, the, in the military and he was a doctor, a military doctor. And God began to speak to him. God began to share him things, show him things. When people would, when these soldiers would walk in his office, God would tell him exactly what was wrong with them, what their conditions were. And he began to practice. You know, did you know that doctors practice? They practice medicine. Lawyers practice law. They practice. You don't know if this is going to work. But go ahead and take it for 10 days. If you don't see any relief, come back and see me. Some people don't come back. Doctor will scratch it up as uh, experience. They say this medication didn't work for this certain person and they had these symptoms and stuff. So next time somebody comes, they try to see if they have the same symptoms as this person. And so they won't give him that medication because they may not come back. And they begin to practice. You know what? We practice following the spirit of God. We practice, but I'm telling you, we always hit the mark. If you'll listen to the Spirit of God, you'll always hit the mark. You'll always hit the the bullseye. You'll always be accurate. You'll always know what to say. You'll always know what to do. You'll always be right there in time. But David said, the Lord told him, I want you to be at the I want you to be at the terminal building, terminal B in Miami, Florida at 3 p.m. I'm telling you, how many of you would buy on the spot ticket for you and your wife to be in Miami? That's expensive. Because you got to be in Miami, Florida at 3 p.m. in Terminal B. But I'm telling you, when you begin to hear the voice of God, when you begin to listen to the voice of the Spirit of God, when you begin to be led by the Spirit of God, He will lead you even in your investments. He will lead you even in the things that you're to buy or sell. He will lead you who to call who to who to speak to he will lead you i'm telling you brother and sister god is involved god wants to be involved in our lives more than we even know more than we even think god wants to give you inside information god wants to give you inside information in any area of life that you may be lacking but god wants to use you so he said he called his wife he said pack up we we're going to go to miami he said what she said, just pack up a few clo- uh, changes of clothes we got to be there by three o'clock then when he said there i am standing in terminal b in miami she said he said with my suitcase and my wife and people going back and forth he said just waiting for it to be three o'clock in the afternoon he said people are going back and forth he said and all of a sudden he said i hear this voice that says david david is that you and he turned around and it was a colleague from school and so they they went on to greet each other and he says he said I he said I just came back from the doctors he said and they've discovered he said that I have cancer in my body and David said to him that's all right he said that's all right he said because God sent me here at three o'clock in the afternoon to be standing right here just for you because God's going to heal you from that cancer and I'm telling you God God 
I mean, God knows what, what kind of news you've received. God knows what they've told you. God knows what the doctor said. God knows everything that's going on in your life. And he is going to and he wants to minister to your life the life-giving word, the life-giving message. He wants to give you life. Hallelujah. And that more abundantly. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. He wants to show you the direction that you're supposed to go. He wants to teach you to profit. He wants to take you on. He wants to show you when to stop, when to go, where to turn, what to do. The Spirit of God is the power of God unto salvation. And He's looking for a church. He's looking for a church. He's looking for a people. He's looking for people that will say, Lord, use me. Use me, Lord. Use me.